We are live. We are live. Got the orange juice. Oh yeah, I got my gummy bears from last night. I love that feeling. When you just remember it, you're like, yes, like it's insert like, wicked candy. The like, sour yeah. ones are so good. <laughs> I went to Bulk Bar the other day and I got like a big bag of Skittles for like dirt cheap and they're like the tropical ones. And I remember like coming so down funny. the next day and I was like, <laughs> they're just like sitting on my desk. I was like, ah, yeah. Like I ended up going to the movie after everything was done yesterday and then um, what'd you see? Split, really good. See, yeah, I heard it was good. Um, yeah, I co-signed that million percent. Right on. Yeah, so then like um, finished popcorn, had the candy in my pocket, put it in my car, driving home like, oh my god, I have this in my car. <laughs> You're just so excited, you're like... <laughs> yeah, and then today, I, like, just now, I forgot I was on my desk, but, oh, that's important. That's funny. I guess we'll start it up. Alright, welcome, everyone. Uh, today, we're going to do something a little bit different. This segment's going to be called Extra Syrup, and what we're going to be doing in this segment is we're going to break down popular comics and relate them to whether, like, it's going to be a movie or some type of new media coming out. Yeah. Can I give you like, our thoughts on it and everything? Oh, yeah, so today we're going to do Old Man Logan for obvious reasons. Um, yep. <laughs> Logan is definitely, um, is supposedly, from what I've read, uh, it's very loosely based off the comic book, but obviously they have to get the genre and the ideas from somewhere, right? So basically the way it's going to work is we're going to go over the comic book first and then how it's going to relate to the movie. And also so there's no confusion, we're going to be going over the original Old Man Logan pre Secret Wars. Yeah, pre yeah pre Secret Wars. <laughs> so there's no confusion. Yeah, because uh, this is the one written by Mark Millar. Um, it is uh, loosely actually a lot of people really do enjoy this comic, and it's funny because in a way it's kind of fucked up. Kind of. Like you know what I mean? Like <laughs> like it's really funny because people expect like obviously not all Wolverine stories are going to be like PG-13 and stuff like yeah. that but like there's a lot of really weird nonchalant like things you wouldn't really see in like an X-Men or even a Marvel book like you know what I mean like it almost reminds me of like the Punisher like the Max series almost you know what I mean yeah, Punisher like, Max. so it's weird but basically the story is loosely based on um when you first start reading the book uh you see Wolverine um literally looks like to be like a post-apocalyptic world <laughs> and he's in like honestly the middle of california which is wrecked and uh, literally a whole desert and he's on a farm and he has a wife and two children and um they explain that at this point in time there's no more superheroes so basically this is like post superhero days and um the land that he lives on is owned by the banners <laughs> Which is yeah, the Hulk. So, uh, but it's not like Banner and like his brothers and sisters and whatnot. It's actually like an ancestral group of Banners, like yeah. inbred kids. <laughs> like they're all hicks. Like up. yeah. Like yeah. I. D <laughs> so basically, they own the land and they basically um, tax whoever lives there um, money for basically like living there and for their security. But obviously, they don't do anything. Um, <laughs> And then it shows uh, Wolverine basically having a hard time making money and supporting his family. And I remember there's one cool scene where, like, it shows uh, his daughter on the Game Boy. And he goes, like, uh, and then she goes, oh, we can start selling, like, the children's things. And he's like, I ain't no selling my children's toys. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and it's just like um, from there, like what we understand, or what you gain to understand is they show you a map, which I'm trying to find right now, and the entire United States of America is broken up into different divisions owned by various other anti-heroes or supervillains. For example, um, you have Doom's Lair, you have Osborne City, you have the Lizard's Lair, which is Florida. You also have um, where's the uh, I can't remember what the Midwest is, but it's um, owned by someone important. Yeah, so the way it works, it's um. If to my what I remember, it is oh, uh, the Hulk's first, which is formerly owned by the Abomination, and then it goes the Kingdom. Okay, there we go. So then you have the Kingdom Kingpin, which was formerly owned by Magneto, <laughs> and then I think there's like a yeah, by the, there's a neutral area, and then after there there's Doom's Lair, and then there's like a no mutant zone and stuff oh. like that, and then after that it is um uh, what's the one on the far right? Oh, you have like the layer of the, of the krill. Yeah. And basically, yeah, Concord, the presence quarter, and yeah. also you have like the negative zone opening. So yeah. So basically, yeah. <laughs> it, it relates on later to the book, but um, on the uh, near like New York and stuff like that, and the presidential's layer, um, that is uh ran by Red Skull, yeah. who is on the far side over there. So either way, what ends up happening is the Hulks come and they ask for the money, and Wolverine doesn't have the money, and uh. I, I forget what the Hulk actually says, but he says, like, a remark that doesn't really fly by. <laughs> uh, doesn't sit well with Yeah, so he starts attacking them. He gets the snot beaten out of them. They go, next month, you better have double or, like, we're going to kill you. Oh, so let's backtrack on that a little bit, too. So at this point in time, Logan hasn't retracted his claws in, like, decades. Yeah, literally. Like, as, as for as long as it's been. So, um, basically, he wakes up beaten to a pulp. And out of everyone you could possibly think of, Clint Barton, <laughs> who is Hawkeye, blind, who is blind <laughs> with a beard and a long ass ponytail, is there beside him, and basically in the long run offers him a job. Be like, um, if you take this job, uh, we'll, we're going to travel across the country in my jeep, which you later find out is this like the Spider Mobile, like it has yeah. like, it has, like <laughs> powers and stuff. Either way, from and, like the um, mid nineties, which is like totally awesome. Yeah, and like. Uh, We'll get paid when we get there. It's just, like, basically a delivery. Logan's like, all right, cool. And basically, throughout their journey, there's a whole bunch to nods to supervillains. Like, there's random scenes, like we were just talking about. You see the Punisher and Daredevil get eaten by raptors. Raptors. <laughs> okay. Like, it's messed you know up. I mean? And, like, uh, there's... Like, in an arena gladiator style. Yeah. Just like, With, like, oh, a whole man. bunch of random-looking people. There's an, uh, an anti-venom T-Rex. I, I don't know what to tell you, like, <laughs> but either way, so it's like it's like a kooky post-apocalyptic adventure. But the weird thing is, it worked. It was yeah, it good. Did. And like, I I understand. Like, I can only imagine actually reading that series book by book because I did and I read it when it was all out already. Yeah, I bought the trade paperback. Yeah, but I was probably thinking after that first issue, like, what the. F fuck are they doing you know what i mean it's so, crazy so it's broken up into chapters so once you i think each chapter is i believe like 15 to 20 pages yeah something like that and like when you like you finish a chapter it's just like okay why and what's going on yeah <laughs> so anyway so they once they get across on their little adventure um they end up getting to where they have to go and over the course of time you even find out that clint and Peter Parker's daughter had like a child, a daughter, yeah. and her and it's Ashley Barton, and she's Spider Woman. 
<laughs> and like random crazy stuff like that. But um, also, she's not even a hero. She's like an anti-hero that just has her own yeah. like super gang. It's like she, she's a like mercenaries almost. Yeah, yeah. And like for the cool little nods, like when they go through Doom's lair, there's like Doom standing on top of a cliff with his cape in the wind, like so Doom esque. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, <laughs> and then there's like a scene where they drive through Hank Pym like enlarged like his ribs like it's like a yeah. you know what i mean um it mountain... looks like there's a giant battle then like campaign obviously died he's just his corpse is just yeah there, mount rushmore has a death um yep. carved into the side of it lady mistress death <laughs> anyway so they get to um they get to where they were going on the on the like the other side of the country and then they basically find out that they're dealing with red skull who is wearing Captain America's costume. Yep. <laughs> yeah, because after he died, he was like, this is sick. And basically, he um, uh, he has, like, all of the other superheroes' belongings there. Like, he has Tony Stark's suit. He has Captain America's shield. He has Thor's hammer. Thor's hammer. Like, he, has, he has all this stuff. And what basically happens is, like, a fight ensues. Clint Barton dies, <laughs> randomly. And then, um, uh, basically... Wolverine makes it out alive, goes back to his family, finds his family slaughtered by the banners, and then throughout the journey, this is like the big thing. You're seeing flashbacks of like what happened back in the day, like why Wolverine doesn't fight anymore, yeah. why he's so passive on things because And where did Logan the superheroes the... go? Exactly. So all we know now is just that like Wolverine is very, very non aggressive at all, mm -hmm. very passive on everything, so we're getting flashbacks of, like, you see the mutants' graves of, like, you see Storm, Cyclops, Jubilee, everyone. Mm -hmm. And then you a little bit further on, you see, like, the mansion destroyed. Then, like, Wolverine's having flashbacks of an event that takes place. You see it in the middle of the book of why he no longer uses his powers. So, near when he sees Red Skull, we find out why he doesn't use his powers. So, what ended up happening was um, there's a distress call that happens at the X-Mansion. Wolverine flies back. Then he sees, like, um... Mysterio, Chameleon, Doc Ock. Like. No, it's not even Mysterio at that point. It's just like, it's Strife, Doc Ock, uh, Grey Hulk, um, Grey Hulk as well, yeah. Claw, and someone else, I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly. Was it Crossbones, was it? No, I don't think so. But either way, like, if I saw Strife alone sitting at the mansion, I'd shit my pants too. Oh, so it's like, like see oh and Mr. Sinister. Mr. Sinister. Mr. Sinister, yeah. Yeah, so like, um, so it, it appears that some of the X-Men have already passed away, so... Wolverine like sees red and he murders everybody. Just slaughters. Like it's like slaughters. and it's funny because like like we were talking about before how it reminds us of like a Marvel Max comic. Like there is some gruesome right. pages just, in like, this. Like they did stuff. not hold back whatsoever. Like you know what I mean? Like especially It's very like, like um if you ever watched like um or read, sorry, um Punisher Kills the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Exactly. Stuff like that. And it's funny because like um definitely in the era this book was made, like there wasn't a lot like that. Oh. You know what I mean? So that's why I think it became like came off as very different i guess yeah so now here comes the biggest like what the fuck moment of the entire thing yeah uh wolverine's like all battered in blood and then he's he, holding like, bullseye literally yeah. hold, like after like impaling him multiple times and bullseye says uh like wolverine why are you doing to us like we were we used to be friends right and then he's like wait what and then Mysterio pops up behind him, and he's just like, "Ha ha! Guess what? They're actually your friends." And he looks back down. Is Jubilee, and all the people he slaughtered, all the villains all the that he saw, were all the X Men and all the superheroes. Yeah, so Wolverine literally killed everybody. He literally slaughtered like X Men, Avengers. Like they are all freaking dead. 
Yeah, and it's crazy because like something like this would never happen, and also of all people to do it, it was Mysterio. Yeah, which was I thought kind it's of different. Like, I thought it was smart because they yeah. totally could have used like like a big name. You know what I mean? They've been like, haha, but like Millar was just like, you know what? Like we'll just uh, we'll just use Mysterio, and I thought it worked. I thought it worked. You know. Again, like, that was, again, one of the biggest shocks for me in comic book history, because it's kind of like, what? Yeah, you're like, like, you're like on the page where you first see him, you're like, wait. Like, you have to kind of have to, like, double take, you're like, what? Yeah, the, no, I think the middle page is, like, it's a double panel of, like, it is, yeah. everybody's corpse. It's like, oh my god, what the hell? Yeah, and then, so basically you find out that he was the one who slaughtered everyone, and he was living, basically trapped inside his own mind, and knowing that he was responsible for everything that was happening, literally. And then he goes back to, to his family and finds out that the Banners has killed them. So then he goes track down the Banners, and he slaughters them too. <laughs> <laughs> Even more gruesome than he did the X-Men. Yeah, and it's almost like... It's kind of like, in a way, it's really relevant because it's like he tried not to be violent anymore. But in the end, you, he he finally realizes that it doesn't matter what he's to do with. It's always going to be violence. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just unfortunately who Wolverine is. Yeah. So now, um, how does it end now? How does the book end? Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Literally, so he goes and attacks all the banners, and they have like some weird like brothel, remember? So, oh, shit, yeah, 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 yeah. So then he finally finds, um, Bru I think it's Bruce. Bruce, yeah. Because Bruce is, like, old as hell, and he's, like, in that, like, cave or whatever. Yeah, and he's, like, literally, like, an old man. So he freaks out, and Bruce still has, like, literally all the strength he has, but he looks like a normal man. And then he transforms into, like, the original Hulk again, but really fucked up looking. And he's, like, biting Wolverine in half and shit. Yeah, it's really yeah. messed up. So basically, uh, after... Um, you finally, it shows um, one of his other sons come and find him just sitting there with a big old belly, and there's like uh, the son, and they're like, oh, okay, like what's going on? Yeah, there you go. And what happens is he's like, oh, I have a belly ache, and then Wolverine just pops out. Pops after, through it. Yeah, just literally <laughs> pops through, like literally murdered him. Then after that, he has a funeral for his um, he has a funeral for his kids and his wife, and there's like uh, there's a whole bunch of people there. They don't really say who it is. But then um, it shows him talking to a man about what's going on and stuff like that and how he's going to move on and how he's just going to go about the world and do his own thing. And then he puts on the, like, iconic hat from the old man Logan that's going on right now and, like, the white horse. And he kind of just takes off into the sunset. That's pretty much the end of that. So, like, um, I don't think that, like, Mark Millar and them had any idea how much of a cult classic this was going to be when they no, wrote it? No, absolutely not. Because, like, it was so, at the time, it was so different. And, like, yeah. it might sound weird, but, like, who thinks of this shit? You know what I mean? Like, true. It was so random. But the thing is, it, it worked. And I think um, maybe he thought there was definitely going to be like a story afterwards because the way they ended the comic book, I don't really think it went that route. Yeah. Because it was, like, in its own universe type of thing. But, basically, what it is, it just kind of shows that it doesn't matter what type of person Wolverine becomes or what he does in any way. It's all going to just relate back to violence and um, uh, basically shows a man struggling with that. Like a man who not necessarily wants to be violent, but he has to, right? Yeah, he's violent by nature and he has no choice, yeah, unfortunately. Exactly, yeah. And, it's, and he has to live with the things that he's done. 
Yeah, so now we can relate this back into what we know so far about the movie Logan. Mm-hmm. So in the first trailer, we see um, Logan standing by a tree like near a gravesite. So this could be the final resting place of most of the X-Men. Yeah, of course, this is only um, like Fox's universe, so they don't have like all the other stuff. But yeah. um, in my opinion, in the movie, I don't think... Like, they could because it's rated R. Don't get me wrong. But I don't think that Wolverine is going to be the one who slaughtered all the X-Men. I do believe it was something else. It was like something else happened. Yeah, because, like, um, just by the couple of trailers we've seen, we know Logan is, like, really torn and beaten up about something. Mm-hmm. And, like, we don't know what it's going to be probably until we watch the movie. But then, yeah. uh, just kind of going through the paces of it... Um, we see that the Morlocks are going to be the main antagonists of this, which, again, why? Yeah, it, it all depends how they kind of run it off in the movie, too, right? Um, because they also, they're also they also going to put in showing like people doing the tests on X-23, which is yeah. also kind of a big difference in the movie, because instead of his kid... Like well, then again, he could have had a family, and then maybe they do get slaughtered in the movie. We don't no. know. But I think... It, the bond between him and X-23 is definitely something different that we didn't see in the comic book, right? Because he's going to be literally being this child's guardian, knowing what she went through to get where she is today. Yeah. So, like, let's go into see, like, so let's just, first of all, let's take take on, like, what we're not going to get in the movie. Mm-hmm. We're not going to get post-apocalyptic world, first of all. No. That'd be weird as hell. <laughs> like, um, in the movie, uh, they, they were showing... Um, like, at least, at least I don't think they are, because in the movie, like, yeah, we do see, like, the deserts kind of, like, giving an ode to the comics. But um, in the synopsis, uh, he's a limo driver who's just yeah. trying to get by. And um, uh, basically, Charles Xavier is all meded up. Like, he's on meds, so it's messing with his head. And um, he... I think he has, like, dementia or Alzheimer's or something yeah. like that as well. And he brings X-23 to Logan, being like... Like, you have to care for this child. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, she is the last mutant, literally. So, um, I, yeah, I do believe they'll give ode to the comics. I like the post-apocalyptic, like, deserty feel. I don't think it'll be like that. Because think about when he's standing near the graves and stuff like that. Like, everything's still green in the background. Yeah. And it, even in a couple of the scenes where they're driving and fighting, like, it, it looks like urban areas. Even though we haven't, I didn't see a city in the trailer, you know what I mean? But Well, they I, released I, that one video where he's driving around the limo that's like, um, with a voiceover. They're mm-hmm. looking for a job or whatever. And he is in the city, so they could be in Vegas for all we know. That might be, like, run down or whatever. Yeah, that's true. Like, in Nevada or something like that, California. Yeah. Um, yeah, one thing, so, too, kind of like uh, we didn't even mention at all, um, the big comparison is that comparing Logan to um, The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. But watching the last trailer, I'm kind of getting the whole Cable and Hope Summers vibe to it. Yeah, that's actually a good point. Obviously, minus the time travel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, like yeah, sure. the way that like Logan's taking care of like Laura Kinney is just like it's the same way Cable is taking care of Hope, right? Yeah, and they've also said that uh, Mister Sinister could be in the movie and stuff like yeah. that. So I think uh, like the ultimate goal of the movie is to bring X twenty three to like the normal X Men universe, and you'll probably see an ode to someone. Like who knows? Maybe like. I don't think we'll see any other big superheroes in it. Maybe in a cutscene at the end or something like that. Probably cameos. If yeah, that. because you know you got Deadpool and Cable coming out and stuff like that. And if they put Mister Sinister in it, he's he's involved in that big old mess of Apocalypse and Strife and Cable and nah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, um, 
I do, yeah. I so I, I, there's gonna they're gonna take stuff from the actual book, but I bet you the movie is gonna be kind of as straightforward, um, as in basically gets X twenty three is running from the people trying to get X twenty three, makes a fight at the end something dramatic happens, which I'm assuming will be the death of Wolverine because yeah. I don't think they can just send his character into the sunset because I know they're eventually they're going to want to put X 23 into like the normal X-Men universe. So they can't just send him riding away on a horse. I don't, I don't yeah, think that will fly with any of Wolverine's fan knowing that this is freaking what's his name's last movie. Right. Supposedly. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, like, I thought about too, just like um, kind of substituting out characters. So we're going to have obviously um, Logan as Logan. We're going to have Professor X probably as Clint Burton's character. Yeah, which makes sense. And then again, like, X-23 is kind of like the ride-along. Like the fam, Yeah, but X-23 would be more kind of the family, like the emotional spectrum yeah. of it. You know what I mean? Because, like... Um, the last time, like, in the movies, like, Logan cared about anyone, it was Rogue. So this is kind of like the new, like, pseudo-dog. And Gene, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, so, like, um, they're definitely bringing aspects from the book into the movie, which they loosely do for every comic book movie, right? But um, all the reviews that this movie's got so far have been fantastic. I haven't seen under a 9.7 out of 10. I don't know about you, Kirsten. Nothing less than a 9. Yeah. So they obviously did something right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So far, right? Uh, Who knows till we actually see the movie next week. But um, either way, I, I do believe that this movie, modernizing it was probably a good idea. Because I think if they tried to pull too much from the book, it would kind of turn into shenanigans. And there were some weird, silly like things they put in the book that they can kind of write off in the comic books compared to an actual movie where people are looking for every minor detail. You know what I mean? Yeah. And again, like the whole glad, like the arena scene where you see like Daredevil and Punisher get eaten by the Raptors. Yeah. They could have, like, an ode to that somehow. Just like, oh, someone was beat up in a crowd or some stadium or some shit like that. Yeah, like, it's just, like, there's a lot of stuff that... That's why they're saying it's loosely based. Yeah. Because, like, uh, yeah, they'll take stuff out of it. And, like, uh, Logan is, of course, older and now a lot more wiser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, pretty much explaining from the comic books. But, yeah, so, at this point, I think it was a good idea. Just because, like I said, too much stuff in the comic books that's a little wacky, I guess you could say. Yeah, and I am a fan of that they're going kind of with this route because the other X-Men movies are taking on, like, gigantic stories. Yeah. So, like, um, Apocalypse, the Phoenix Saga. Yeah. It's, like, it's too big for, like, a single movie. Yeah, I guess it's going to feel nice to know that um, we just kind of get to sit back. and Yeah, Yeah. it's contained and we can sit back and relax knowing that it's not, obviously, it's still complicated in its own way. Yeah. But at the same time, it's not like a full spectrum of things that are trying to make into one movie, which I don't think Fox has really moved forward doing well yet in. They like, they like taking like gigantic convoluted stories and trying their best, I guess. And out of any that. franchise, the X-Men out of all of them, we're literally yeah. like, <laughs> like, I don't care how well you know comic books, if you know like everything about X-Men, you can name me everything, like you're not human. No. There's so much stuff, like little stuff here. Then there's Uncanny X-Men, X-Men, you have the annuals, and you got like the little Amazing side X-Men. events, and then you got, oh <laughs> my god, New Mutants, and it's it's a big old complicated drama series, which is what 
the X-Men was when we were growing up, which was great, right? But at the same time, like, in the 90s, that got crowded. Because then you got X-Force, and then they did everything, and oh my god. Like... <laughs> it was just too much. The new mutants and everything, it's just, it was way too much. So... Unlike the spectrum, it probably they probably feel like they're picking up enough for a movie, but in the long run, like it's way too much. Like after like Age of Apocalypse and all that stuff, you're just like, like. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So final thoughts on your book to movie comparisons. Like, what do you think you might see? What think both thing? Sorry, what do you think you're gonna see? And what's the last thing you think you're not gonna see? Okay, so they're looking forward to something. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so for the overall thing, I'll definitely say they're definitely going to keep Mark Millar's vibe in the movie because I think that's one of the main things in the comic books that succeeded was basically like um, this kind of the overall feel of the book, I guess, if that makes sense. Um, the thing I'm looking forward to the most is to see how X-23's and Logan's relationship kind of bonds and yep. what they do with Hugh Jackman's Wolverine at the end of the movie. Because like I said before, they can't just trap him on a horse and help make him run into the sunset. That's not going to work. Because it doesn't matter how, even if comic book movies become unpopular in the next 10 years, they're not going to be able to get rid of Wolverine. And yeah. if they go to X-23 solo series for a while, sure, it might work for a couple or whatever, but they're going to have to go back to that character eventually. Even if they recast everyone or there's a reboot or someone buys something. So I do believe that they're going to actually physically have to kill him or something along those lines. Yeah, I do agree with you with that. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm in my brain. The way I see the movie, it's going to be like a broken lone wolf Wolverine, which I'm kind of excited for. Because mm -hmm. Wolverine's kind of like, oh, I'm jacked. I lone wolf. I can do anything I want. Mm -hmm. But seeing him broken down is going to be really interesting. Mm -hmm. And like you said before, I would like him to perish at the end of this movie. Perish? <laughs> <laughs> No, but again, yeah. like, what would be cool, again, it probably won't, won't happen, but if we get that last panel from the Death of Wolverine, where he just covered in Animantium... That'd be sweet. I, that'd I, be really you cool. get thumbs up for me for that, if he did that. Yeah, so overall, like, movie comes out in a couple weeks, I am really excited to see it. I've heard nothing but good things, so this yeah. might be... This most definitely will be the best movie in the X-Men franchise. Yeah, this might... This is the beginning of mine and Fox's rekindling relationship. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but another thing that I forgot to mention that I'm kind of looking forward to is... Um, seeing another side of Charles Xavier because yeah. um, in the previous X-Men movies um, like he's been a pivotal character but not in a way I think people who remember the comics and read the comics growing up think he would be because he's a really big deal right and he, in the other movie he was kind of like foreshadowed by like all the people obviously like Cyclops, Jean Grey, etc, etc Wolverine and um I think it's going to be kind of be nice to see him in the forefront a little bit more. And especially since he's kind of like not going crazy, but with the Alzheimer's and his mind is kind of going off the whack. It's going to be interesting to see how they portray that character in a movie where they don't really have limitations because obviously the rating is R, right? Yeah, it's going to be interesting too because like you have Wolverine's mentor losing his mind. Mm -hmm. So like when the one person you go to, you can find and is losing their mind, what happens to you now? Yeah, exactly. And that's just on top of... They're, everything and, else going on exactly and i don't like i said i don't believe that he's going to be the one killing everyone but i feel like he's going to be responsible in a way yeah if that makes sense unless one of those things where like charles is going crazy and then he just removes him from existence <laughs> or like something yeah something like that i do yeah i do believe there's no way they can go along the plot points without making wolverine kind of responsible for what happened but not yeah. killing them i still don't believe he's the one who does it but either way i, I think it's going to be good like i said 
reviews are nothing but great. So I hope that portrays over to our viewing of the movie. Yeah, so like we mentioned like 17 times already, can't wait to see the movie. It comes out March 3rd. Absolutely. And we will most definitely be doing like a breakdown of that movie once it comes out. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so that's it. That's the first episode of Extra Serve, Old Man Logan Edition. My name is Kirsten. My name is Mike. And we will catch you in the next one.